Hey everybody, all week this week, we're playing some of our favorite episodes from our other podcast at the North Star. I don't know if you knew this, but we have six different podcast series at the North Star, including Woke at Work, Married to the Movement, The Momentum Advisor Show, America the Voiceless, and Sick Empire. Today, you're going to hear an episode of Married to the Movement that Ray and I really loved. And it's rare that Ray and I share much about our family life. We certainly don't involve our kids publicly in our work. But in episode eight of Married to the Movement, titled How to Campaign with Five Kids, it was really fun to record different aspects of our trip while we were campaigning for Bernie Sanders with all of our kids. And we loved hearing about the kids' experiences from their perspective. And I want you to hear it as well. It's one of my favorite episodes of Married to the Movement. Of course, you can subscribe and listen to all of the episodes of Married to the Movement. Just search for Married to the Movement on every podcast platform. But check this episode out. It's great. The, the, the Breakdown. This is Ray King. And this is Sean King. And we are... Married to the Movement. This episode of Married to the Movement, uh, we're doing something that I think is really cool, and it was actually your idea. You had heard some other podcasts where, very simply, people just literally got their phones and kind of recorded what family life was actually like. Yeah, and I wondered, like, how they did that. Like, um, I was like, are they just literally pulling out their phones and talking into the phone, which feels kind of silly? But at the same time, I thought it was kind of cool because um, it was, you know, it wasn't, like, super produced, like, what tends to happen, and it was just, like, raw. So I wanted to give it a try. I actually didn't think it was going to work. And <laughs> didn't I, when you were doing it, I was thinking... This is not going to sound. It's not going to sound good. <laughs> and it actually ended up being really good and I think super Thank you interesting. Very much. This is what <laughs> tends to happen. This is what tends to be the case. What? Yeah, that I'm right about something and you you're very stubborn and then you end up coming around. I mean, that's true sometimes. Most of the time. <laughs> All uh, the time. Well, okay. Okay. And uh we this past December you know, I in 2019, all all throughout the year in 2019, I campaigned for Bernie Sanders all over the country. Boy, did you campaign for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't know if there's anybody on the planet that loves Bernie Sanders like you love Bernie Sanders. Well, there are, a lot of, there are lots of people that love Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but, um, Not like you. I, I didn't campaign more anywhere else than I campaigned in California. Yeah, for and, sure. And... Um, we lived in California on multiple occasions as a family across the years, mm -hmm. and we traveled as a family when we lived there. We traveled all over the state, and in part, I felt like uh, I knew California, mm -hmm. and over the years, I've developed kind of a strong base of support myself in California. Why don't we live in California? <laughs> well, we love we do I'm love trying New to, York. I'm trying to I'm trying to understand. Well, I mean, there are things to love <laughs> about the whole country, is what we've learned. Like when we live, when we there, wherever okay. you don't live, you miss. Yes, that's <laughs> true. So, no place more than California, though. When we're looking at houses on the beach and yeah. you know uh, the great weather, is first of all, it's a beautiful place. Like I'm I'm constantly surprised at how many people I talk to who. Um, you know, haven't really gone to California, haven't traveled there. And um, every time they do, they're like, whoa, I was not expecting like it to another, be so pretty. It's like another country, you know, and the news doesn't necessarily do it justice. And yeah. so, you know, I've developed a, a big base of support there and I've traveled to speak there so many times across the years. And so this past December, which was before any state had voted yet, um, we decided or I decided that we would use our Christmas break. <laughs> <laughs> how do I let you do this stuff? I, <laughs> I don't know how I, I let myself get talked into these things. Yeah. Uh, our Christmas break campaigning for Bernie. 
What fun. Yeah. Well, we traveled to California. I mean, I did only agree because it was California. Right. Yeah. We traveled to California, up and down California, and uh, I did, you know, over a dozen events throughout uh, Christmas break. And uh, you took your phone and recorded kind of what it was like to have the family on the road with me and yeah. campaigning for Bernie. Yeah. So this first clip is us. Uh, just getting off the plane. It was about 12.30 in the morning uh, when we landed. That's always tricky, flying um, coast to coast like oh, that, yeah. especially yeah. with kids. And they were delirious. And I was so frustrated because we couldn't rent a car because there were no cars um, to rent at LAX. And so, uh, no, there, you know, because it was Christmas, again, this is pre-coronavirus. And so you have to see the world as kind of pre and post coronavirus. But the challenge for us is finding a car big enough. Oh, for sure. For all of our family and all of our luggage. Yeah, because we were traveling with I think four of the kids. Yeah. Not not yeah. the there were oldest six of one. us. Six of yeah, us six and of six us. And, and luggage for six people. Oh yeah. So we always have to drive a suburban or uh at the very least a minivan, but um Preferably a suburban. They were hard to, but they were hard to come by. Yeah, they were just weren't, and I don't know why. But so yeah, I was frustrated, and and you can probably hear that. And the kids were singing, and it was loud and crazy. But um, yeah, this was us getting off the plane. So we just landed in LA. It is twelve thirty West Coast time, and uh, that means it is three thirty East Coast time. Everybody is delirious. Savannah's singing for no good reason. Say mommy's long. There's always a reason to sing. We're here following Sean around for the Bernie campaign. And we're tired. We'll see how this goes. Right now, we're in the cold waiting for Sean to call an Uber because there were literally no... What? Okay. There were literally no cars available to rent. So we have to drive all the way from L.A. to Santa Ana tomorrow to rent a car. And for now, we have to take an Uber to the spot where we are staying. Okay. So, yeah, we finally got an Uber. Well, no. Yeah, we did. We finally got an Is that Uber. What we did? Yeah, we got an Uber. When we when we um when we got out, remember we had to walk that really long way, and then it was this weird parking oh, lot situation they had right, set up right, where where right. you could call an Uber from. It was that and was then, stressful. And then we could, and then we even struggled to find the house when we got oh, to the yeah, house. We did. I forgot it was that. Weird. Yeah, it was dark. It was by the time we got to the house from the airport, it was one thirty in the morning, and for us, it felt like four thirty in the morning because we yeah. were coming from New York, and yeah, so we yeah, were tired. Yeah. It was pitch black in the neighborhood. And we had gotten an Airbnb. Our family is so big, we we, we can never fit in one hotel room. We oh, have to no, at least we stopped get, doing that a long time ago. Yeah, we have to at least babies. get two hotel rooms, and we're so big at this point. And the kids' ages vary so much, and it's girls and boys, and, you know, and we really need a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we stayed in the house. And so, yeah, you're right. We got there. It was super late, and we had to get up. Um, in the morning and oh, I, I rem- yeah, go so to was- go to church. That's like, right, and not just church, several churches because that's what you do when you are campaigning. Well, you, you know, on Sundays, the way I the way I see it, and what I've always told uh, Bernie's campaign or any anytime I'm helping any campaign for district attorney or anything else, I tell them like, if I'm in town, please book me. In as many places as humanly possible, and they do. <laughs> yeah, and, and we don't know. Right. We don't go to all of them. Definitely not. Right. The kids, they're they're miserable. Um, so, but it, since I like church anyway, I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, we'll, we'll do all the churches. We got a, we got a little rest, a little, and uh, got ourselves together and uh, cleaned ourselves up, and then went to South Central. Yeah, and part part of what I was hoping to do in Los Angeles and all over California was to reach new voters, uh, to reach um, black and brown communities where they weren't necessarily hearing the message of the campaign. And, 
you know, we were trying, our goal was to win. It sounded crazy at the time, but our goal was to win every county. And uh, Los Angeles has, I think, I mean, uh, California has close did, to 80 did, counties. Did Bernie win every county? He won all but four counties, and they were like four of the smallest counties. And so oh, wow. all the counties we campaigned in, we won. Yeah, well, I, you know, that day I found it very interesting because you seemed really nervous, and you're never nervous when you speak. But, you know, I think we went to three churches that morning, and I just felt like you were a little flat. Yeah, I, I told you, you know, that. Yeah. yeah, you know, I you weren't wrong, you know. For my whole life, I've always thought it was weird when politicians would come to our churches and campaign. Of course, because you know why they're there, right? right. And it and feels so, very um, pandery. Right. And so I'm not I'm not pandery. And so to figure out how to be authentic in that moment. Mm -hmm. while, I mean, because you're very you're very comfortable in church. Like you passed it for forever you know what i'm saying so, yeah, so no, it wasn't you know. i loved all of the churches and i know how to speak in a church but my here was my struggle i knew i was there to represent bernie not just to say hello not to like i could i mean there are lots of stuff i could say that could in, inspire the audience but i knew i had a primary purpose which was to try to connect people to a presidential campaign and so I, I struggled a little bit. Yeah, that. yeah. I could tell that you were really uncomfortable. Another thing folks will hear is me laying down the rules for how the kids needed to behave. Um, everybody who meets our kids, they always talk about like how well behaved and polite and outgoing they are. But our kids are bad. <laughs> like, for real. Our you mean in real life? You in mean in real, real life. life? Yeah, man. No, but they are. Well, they're performers. And so they know they can hold it together. They in public. can hold it together, but only well, but for so long. We've been around families and kids who don't know how to hold it together even in public yes and so this was this next clip is me just like admonishing them like this is how you're going to hold it together like <laughs> right, do not right. go in here and embarrass me right um because you know our kids grew up like new school church you know they got children's ministry and you know they all that kind of they stuff. they don't know how to just sit they, they don't, don't know, know just how to sit man right. when i was growing up in church you had that hymn book that you flipped through sometimes if you were lucky somebody passed you a pen and you could draw on the bulletin you know yeah, or you, you um, get a little uh draw on the back of a, a giving envelope or something and <laughs> right. hope, hope that uh, right. a, a church mother or somebody give you a peppermint. Right, right. But other than that, like, that was your place in church. And so, you know, I knew that that's what our kids' experience was going to be while we were on the road that day um, going to all these different churches. And I but needed they, them to just yeah, they, hold they, it they together. Yeah, they, they, uh, we went to uh, a, a church right in the heart of South Central. And we actually all had a really good time. Which one? Oh, the very first one for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That well, first of all, especially it it was our first one. So we were like, yeah. you know, bright and alive and happy. <laughs> right. And as soon as we walked in, they started feeding the kids, basically shoving donuts down their throat. <laughs> and my seven year old was in heaven. Mm -hmm, like that's mm -hmm. that's her uh that's her love language, basically. <laughs> what? what food, food? <laughs> <laughs> being fed and so yeah they started feeding them and fruit and they were they were on cloud nine but the service was actually really great like it it was easy to forget that i was there that we were there to campaign like we just wanted to be there and enjoy the service it you was know, really great here's the thing um what we did you now we campaigned all over los angeles like we did uh e events all over the city and not just like in the city central, all over the county. And at the time when we were doing those events, it was thought that we were a long shot to win Los Angeles County. It's, it's the biggest county in California, one mm -hmm. of the biggest counties in the country. And Bernie got got beat badly in California. 
mm-hmm. and in Los Angeles in 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, Los Angeles, for as progressive as it is, typically votes for the most mainstream Democrat running. And um, not only did our family, did we work hard there, but they just had a beautiful operation there. And so they sent us to churches that, you know, where they thought we could really impact the community. Yeah, totally. All right, kids. Now, this is the last church. So same rules apply. Just smile. Be on your best behavior. And easy, you have to spit that gum out. All right? All right. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay, so the kids listened. They were good. They didn't chew any gum or fall asleep. Right. And, and I actually think they enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they did enjoy it, and they had a lot to say about it. We forgot to mention that uh, Lee was with us. Yeah, Lee yeah, Merritt. yeah. My, my Morehouse brother, one of my best friends in the world, and uh, probably my closest partner in all the work that I do on uh, on issues of police brutality and so much more. Lee Merritt was there, and Lee is actually from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came out there to be with his family for Christmas break as well. And he met up with us and actually got in the got in the the van. We we, we rented a minivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he got uh, in the van and, and was um, uh, going to several of the churches with us. And so in this next clip, I really like this clip. Um, it, you can't really hear so much what you all are saying uh, the whole time, but I really like this clip. And, and I started recording because as I was sitting in the car listening to you all talk about um, the cases that you all were working on, one in particular, I was really intrigued. And I thought, man, you know, during the civil rights movement or other movements for change, I think people, you know, envision that they're like these big organized meetings that are happening all the time and there's a whiteboard with you know plans written out and and some of that is does happen but rarely mostly it's you know impromptu conversations where people saying yeah this is what I'm dealing with and oh this is you know uh this is who I talk to and this is what the prosecutors are saying and doing and and so I just thought it was a really um intriguing moment that I just wanted to capture. You know for me and Lee the conversation was like a thousand conversations I've had with him before, mm-hmm. but it was the first time you all were sitting in on it, and the first time we'd ever recorded that type of conversation. Yeah, but- and it was neat just hearing, you know, Lee, you and Lee, you all serve very different purposes um, in the fight against pollution police brutality. I mean, you all worked super well together, but you know, you are pretty stationary. Like you, you're here, you research, you tell the stories, you, you build movements behind them that support websites, petitions, you know, phone calls, you know, that kind of advocacy. Lee is very different. He's on the ground. He's flying here and there. Um, well, he's an meeting attorney. with families. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. So he, he represents these families. Right. And so, and so his job is to go out and gather evidence and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And so to hear him talk about, you know, um, how hard that can be sometimes when you're showing up to a community and people are like, I don't know if I want this. Well, he's as he's become nationally known when he shows up to town, particularly if he's in southern Texas or rural Texas. Folks start getting nervous. And I don't just mean like white folk nervous because he's there for justice. Black folk are nervous because it's like, oh, what is his presence? Can his presence get me in trouble? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And that's what he's talking about. That's yeah. about it. People don't understand the more you stand up, the more pressure you put on them. It means a direct correlation, yeah. man. But the, there is, the one thing that gives me hope is Wiley College is there. So they're out for mm-hmm. school. I'm going to go back when the kids are back in school, give them some things to do. Been, you've been through there already. Yeah, yeah, man. The community is so scared there, man. They saw me coming. It was the first time. You know, oh, it's, it's different now. It's better when yeah. Hey. Hey, just making sure you didn't get lost. I'm just two minutes away. You didn't you didn't record you just rolling your eyes at me? No, but I can do it again. <laughs> there. What? I didn't see it. I still didn't see it. Don't. <laughs> Yeah, now it's recorded. What did I do? I forget what I did. No, just go on. What? The next part. Remind me. Speaking in Santa Ana. Oh, oh. So that 
same day, we went to several churches that morning and afternoon. Uh, our family, we actually, uh, we traveled and got some like amazing barbecue. Oh yeah, that barbecue was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was because we had to travel from South Central to Orange County, and we've lived in Orange County multiple times. We lived, we've lived all over Orange County. We mm-hmm. lived uh, in uh, uh, Irvine and Aliso Viejo Laguna and Laguna Niguel because we move a million times. And, and, <laughs> Always. And we had a and uh, our daughter Kendi actually went to a performing arts school in Santa Ana. So we knew Santa Ana well. We had friends who had lived in Santa Ana. And so we had to travel from Los Angeles to Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. And we stopped. At the end of a, this marathon yeah. Sunday. We stopped and got some barbecue. We stopped and spent a little bit of time on the beach on the as beach. well. Yeah. And then made our way to Santa Ana. And I think that was one of my favorite moments in part because I felt like in some ways, it was returning to a place that we had lived in many years ago, but under very different circumstances. And we were there to open up a new office for Bernie in Orange County. This was going to be the grand opening of the Orange County field office. You play really well in, in, in California. I, I I was really surprised when we were at the Santa Ana event. Like There were so many people there, and they were so excited to see you. Well, and I'm still just like, really? Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't understand. The only time you are excited to see me is if I've been gone for a long time. Like no, on an average it day, have to be a long time. Right, I miss I mean, you when you when you travel. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like you know, day to day, you're not excited about me. I being mean, around I'm not here. impressed. I'm, not, I'm saying that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying I'm not a VIP or anything Definitely to, to not. you or to, you know. And, and so, I do tell people this is funny. Um, you know, I've traveled now to 47 states, and some states. People really dig me. In some cities and some states, they just don't. What's one where people are like, eh? <laughs> uh, this is kind of weird. Um, I, you know, I, I never find people super enthusiastic about me in Atlanta. Oh, well, and, you know, uh, profit isn't received in his own home. Well, you know what? Um, Atlanta's not known. We, li- we lived in Atlanta for most of our adult lives, but... Um, Atlanta's not really super known for activism. People think of Dr. King and other stuff, but it's, it's true. But that was that was mostly happening in Montgomery, Montgomery, Birmingham, yeah. Mississippi. He came to Atlanta to kind of rest. But um, in California, I, I don't know. I've always connected well with people in California. I mean, people were lined up like people are always standing in line to talk to you after you've spoken or something i mean but people were just like i don't know that i've ever seen people be willing to wait in line that long um to speak to you and to take a picture with you um and then just the enthusiasm for bernie was like really strong the there well, well let me say the the notion that bernie sanders could win orange county was preposterous. Why? Well, let me explain. For the past 60 years, until 2016, a Republican won the presidential election in Orange County for 60 straight years. Mm. It Until 2016, it was a Republican stronghold. Mm. So for it to be a Republican... And Bernie was... When I told you he lost Los Angeles, he lost... Uh, in 2016, he lost Orange County by an even larger margin... The idea that this place that was a Republican stronghold, that we could go in there and out-organize every other campaign, um, seemed outrageous. But we felt strongly that if Bernie was going to win California, which is the biggest state in the Democratic primaries, period. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I put I put all of my eggs really in the California basket. I went to a few other places, but mainly to California, and we just felt like, if he's going to win California, he's got to win Orange County. And people were so pumped. And those same people who came to the grand opening organized their asses off for the next month. Yeah, it was it was really impressive. But, you know, those kinds of events where you're going to be super popular like that, those events are 
really difficult for me mm. to have the kids at right um because when you're when you're in a space where you're so well known like that and people are just really enthusiastic to share their stories or to get a picture with you then they're also going to be more likely to know me yeah. as well which and is not how we roll no. typically and so so many people at that event you know just wanted to have really lengthy conversations and that's not me like I'm not a I'm not a campaigner I'm not a schmoozer you know I'm just I'm just not and so that that night I remember after maybe about 20 30 minutes or so I went and sat in the car mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I got the kids and I was just like all right you all let's just go sit in the car for the rest of the time because I'd, I'd had enough at that point you know I also get a little sad thinking about that event because again it was pre-coronavirus and I shook everybody's hand. Yeah. I mean, like, um, it was a major germ fest. You know, like, when you think of how we are right now, like, it was, I hugged hundreds of people, shook hundreds of hands, took pictures with everybody until, literally until the whole crowd was gone. Yeah. And just my hope was, like, let's have the biggest impact. Let's make sure that everybody here becomes a volunteer and a donor. And, um... And we did win Orange County. Yeah. And um, and that office that we opened <clears throat> had everything to do with it. For years, that's why my family, my wife and kids are here tonight. And that's why we took our Christmas vacation to be here. Because we know Bernie can win Orange County. And we know that you're going to make that happen. Listen, I'm so honored and excited to be here. Uh, thank all of you who I took selfies with. We... We made a deal. If you took a selfie, you have to volunteer. All right. And I'll, yeah, we're gonna find you. Yeah, we're going to find you. <laughs> Listen, anybody who we didn't take selfies with will do that. But my talk really tonight is going to be more practical. In 38 days, if I'm doing the math right, you're going to get your first chance to vote for Bernie. Now, listen. If all of us voted for Bernie, that's not a victory. I need everybody in here, yes, to be a voter, but I need you to kind of flip a switch to stop seeing yourself just as a voter. And even I want you to flip a switch where you even stop seeing yourself just as a fan of Bernie, of me, or anybody else. And I need you to start seeing yourselves if you're here tonight. Listen, if you're here right now in the cold, you're already a little crazy. <laughs> so so the last clip was really of kind of the rally part of the event. You're really good at that part. Well, I appreciate it. And you get it down after a while. Like I you, could never. Well, you you know, it's it's actually of all the types of things that I do, it's probably the single easiest thing because you are there with super fans. Mm -hmm. And you have to have energy and you have to say Well, the and right you're just things. good on the stage. It's like how you talk about being a stage musician, not musician, magician right. versus a close-up magician. I'm definitely much better close-up and you're definitely much better on the stage. Well, you know, well, at those events, I think at those events, it's, I don't know if I've ever shared this illustration uh, that you just introduced. You know, I, I like to tell people that there are two types of magicians. There's a stage magician who's far away and they're doing kind of far away magic. And then there are close up magicians. And we went to this place, Magic Castle in California. Mm -hmm. And at Magic Castle, you could see close up magicians who are right there in front of your face doing card tricks and and optical illusions with their hands, sleight of hand. And then there's somebody up on the stage. Well, most speakers are normally either good close up or good on the stage mm -hmm. and in those events are probably I do prefer I think the stage part of it but I try my best in those events to no, do both. No, in those events no you are but I just mean you're not very good at relationship building. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, at those events it's you don't have to I build mean, a like relationship. I mean like long-term <laughs> relationship 
one-on-one, -on -one, you know, kind of well, building. Well, at those events, that's not what you're doing. No. no. And, yeah, and, yeah. No. In those events, you know, even when you're just talking to one person, you're still stagey, but just, you know, on a smaller environment. Yeah. And, and so after I spoke, I stayed to take a few hundred pictures and... You ask the kids what they thought, and we'll play that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys, tell yeah. me, what do you think about I'm being your here at the stop? I think at it's the... so fun, and I want to live here. Because no. then we could live at a beach. No, I mean no. at the Bernie Sanders campaign. Oh, the... well, I would rather not do this. Oh. Why? <laughs> because we've been to two churches. Mm -hmm. Bernie I mean, Sanders I... campaign. We could do anything else. So, yeah, this isn't your idea of fun? This is my idea of fun. Why? Not really. I just wanted to make it joke. Okay. Danny, um, what do you think? I like seeing how many people admire my mom and dad and see how they change and see how they are making a difference in people's lives. Aww. And that there are people around that are happy and they admire and they really, really like my parents and it's cool. Oh, okay. Kendi's over there taking pictures for everybody who wants a picture with dad. I wonder what she thinks about this. Do you guys want any water or anything? Kids are really cracking me up in that last clip, um, <laughs> right. especially Zaya. You know, kids are so honest, um, no filter really. But I also thought it was really sweet to hear fans say that, you know, being at those kinds of, event, of events made her proud. She threw me in there, though I had nothing to do with any of it. Well, she was proud and, and she's getting older, too. So she could kind of understand the moment a little better. Mm -hmm. Like she kind of understands presidential politics and. Yeah, a little bit. And she knows who Bernie is. They've met Bernie. And so it was. You know, it was it was cool to me to to hear that again. Yeah, but Zaya was like, "Yeah, I'd rather not." Like, this I'd is... like to live here, but not do any of this. Right? She said, "We already did churches. Right. Why are we still working?" And in their defense, it was a long day. It was such a long day, uh, made better by that Robert Earl's barbecue that we had yeah and oh, i think after it, it was, was some over, of the best damn barbecue i've had in my entire life it was really good and and after it was over we took them for in and out which is always a family favorite after the bernie event was oh finished, did we did yeah we? we drove to in and out and so that helped yeah it kind of is a blur to me so that yeah i don't even remember the in and out yeah <laughs> so we're in bed at the end of a long day on sunday um one of the kids were like, it was a very Sean day today. And it was because we started out at two churches this morning, um, both in Compton. That was really cool. Greater Zion was awesome. Loved that pastor and that church. They were so hospitable and just good, kind people. Um... Kendi said, oh, mommy, if I get into USC, this is where I'm going to come to church. So really enjoyed it. The Sean, what was the second church call? What was the name? Uh, City on the Hill. City on the Hill. Oh, my gosh. We got there in time for the sermon. That was really good. Even my 13-year-old son was into it and was, like, repeating it back to the pastor, which is always a good sign. Uh, talked about how your your mind and your mouth and your mannerisms should all reflect the fact that you know God. That was really good. So after that, we went and had lunch at this amazing place in Long Beach. Sean, what was that called? Um, Rep mm. Oh, man, it was great. The barbecue place? The barbecue spot. Oh. No, I'm not going to. Let me hold on. Hold on. Uh, okay. Yeah, you look it up. But it had excellent reviews. As soon as we walked in, somebody came up to us like, oh, my gosh, I follow you. And, Robert Earl's Barbecue. Oh, Robert Earl's Barbecue. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We traveled from Los Angeles up to the Bay Area. And, again, we lived in California many times. And we used to make that trek all the time. We would halfway yeah. between... 
uh, uh, Southern California and the Bay are several national parks that we used yeah, to go we to. Yeah, we used to camp. Um, we were really big into camping. That's another thing about California. It's a very outdoor culture. Yeah. And so we started doing things that when we lived there that we had never done before. And, and you know, I without uh, without you and the kids, I have traveled to speak in California across the years uh, maybe 20 times, maybe more than that. And, and I've spent a lot of time in the Bay Area, speaking all over the Bay. And so for several days when we were in the Bay Area, I would leave the family mm-hmm. and go and do events in Oakland. Yeah, because you'd always ask us, like, okay, this is the next event. Do you all want to come? And and sometimes Kendi, our 18-year-old, would go with you. Um, sometimes not. Most of the time, the kids and I definitely did. I wish you all could have recorded because I went, I spoke at barbershops. I spoke oh, yeah, at, you had a good time, yeah, actually. I spoke. We did real grassroots stuff where I spoke at two different barbershops. I spoke at two different sneaker stores. Mm-hmm. But they had crowds that were there for that. Like, we didn't just barge into business. Right, like, right, right. They were they, expecting you. <laughs> the goal, again, was to connect with people that most candidates and, and most campaigns, not just presidential, just looked over. And what was profound for me was... It it touched people that a presidential campaign, like this was an official Bernie Sanders campaign event, wanted to be in their barbershop, mm-hmm. wanted to be in their sneaker store, and they felt like, oh, this is different. Yeah, and and so this next clip is Zaya, our seven-year-old. She had heard you speak several times, obviously, and decided that she would give us a little performance of Zaya as daddy. I wasn't there for that, so no, I was no, out. No. It was New Year's Eve, yeah. and so you were campaigning, and we were just we were hanging out in yet another Airbnb, and I gone to Target, and we got um, materials to make our vision boards like we do oh, every right. year. And so we were that's just right. No, yeah, we were just hanging out oh, in the right. house. All that stuff that I just talked about, I did all that on New Year's Eve. Actually, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is why you... Well, first, I'm Sean King. This is why you should vote for Bernie. <laughs> he's... Me- he's Okay, he's much better than Donald Trump. And... Why? Shush. And, um... He is nice. He... Donald Trump sucks. Oh, well, I can't play that, so... It really cracks me up to to hear Zaya's impression of me. And then I like how uh, she says Donald Trump sucks. Oh, my gosh. I was like, okay, well, now I can't use this clip. <laughs> we, we still use it. Because you don't cussing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, one of the things that I would do, uh, I would go and speak to the campaign staff and volunteers to, to try to encourage them. Because a lot of times what we were asking them to do was to knock on doors and make phone calls day and night, day and night, day mm-hmm. and night. And part of my job was to go there and encourage them. In some ways, I'm just like, I'm making an appearance. But I, I was trying to relate to them just how important their work was. Now, I knew that if we were going to win California, I said we had to win Orange County and we had to win Los Angeles. And all of that is true. But I knew there was no way we could win California if we didn't win San Francisco. Yeah, and so you um, w- you went and helped um, speak to volunteers in this office and actually learned a lot. Sometimes you'll talk and I'll zone you out. But <laughs> I'll I, I, I be learning so much truth on this podcast. What? But, um, but this time I listened. And I listened to you, and I listened to the other person that Michael was Lighty, who yeah, who spoke about Medicare for all, yeah, yeah, and I was a, like, oh wow, okay. Yeah, Michael Lighty worked for National Nurses Union for a big chunk of his life, and is a Medicare for all expert. And we felt strongly that that is part of what was on the table, and um, and we would try to break those things down, not just for staff who kind of knew those issues forwards and backwards, but we would we would be doing Michael and I did maybe six or seven events together, and uh, we were trying to just educate volunteers so that when they knocked on doors and made phone calls, they really knew what to say. Yeah. Please welcome Sean King. <laughs> 
San Francisco office, which was actually a beautiful office. Mm -hmm. They had this uh, cardboard figure cut out of Bernie. And I I looked at it and I know Bernie. And as soon as I saw it, (laughs) I said, this is not Bernie's body. That's so funny. I never would have picked up on that. But as soon as you said it, I looked at it. and I was like, oh, this looks ridiculous. One, the suit. It had a, okay, it was Bernie's face and it was meant to look really real. Mm Mm-hmm. And but it was a suit that looked like a five thousand dollar Brooks Brothers suit, and Bernie literally buys his suits at Kohl's, uh, <laughs> off the rack, and like literally at Kohl's. Literally at How Kohl's. How do you know? But he talks about it, and there are videos of him going into Kohl's and getting his suits and stuff. Wow. You know, and so so I saw it. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I looked at the shoes. I was like. Uh, those shoes are like and 2000. the pose. It was like he was like had his hand in his pocket, like yeah, oh, looking right. all. Right. As soon as I looked at it, I was like, "This, this is not Bernie." And <laughs> what was hilarious is the staff there in the office, I guess, had not realized, yeah, that it was. And I was no, like, "Nobody was paying attention like that." But and it's weird that you were. It's I so... just looked at it. I was like, "That's not that the man had the the, the cutout had." Like designer shoes, a designer suit, and he had his hands in his suit pocket striking a pose. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not Bernie. Oh that gosh. would never be how he would look. Like looking at it now, it's like, okay, yeah, that was pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah, but... I think it was like Michael Bloomberg's body, but Bernie's that's head. What you said, Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, uh this the last clip, it was probably one of my favorite moments of the entire trip. I had a I, the the trip was um, special for me to have you all there with me the entire trip. There were lots of moments that stood out to me, and I was incredibly proud that we we won California, and we fought hard and organized hard all over the state, and it wasn't even close. So I felt like, in retrospect, we did what we were supposed to do in California, and we won. But this you final- mean you feel like that now? You're using past tense. I was confused. Oh no, no, I no, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel, yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like um, we we organize well. Like the lessons, even though Bernie struggled in the weeks after California, after after everyone got behind Joe Biden and all the candidates bowed out and got behind him, what we did in California worked. Yeah. Oh and, man. That I think we were on such a different trajectory before all those other candidates um, dropped out and, and endorsed Joe Biden. Bernie had major momentum, and that's actually why all the candidates dropped out right, was to stop course. was to stop Bernie. It worked, and um, you know, but there was a there was a moment where we went to Oakland, and there's a com- a little community of people that I am a part of and that I love and talk to, and. The family had never met this community, but these are people that I talk with all the time. And it was really important for me that you all actually be there. And so we went to the BART train station. Uh, That's Bay Area Rapid Transit. Mm -hmm. And it was the 11-year, I believe, anniversary of the murder of Oscar Grant. Yeah. And... 
last year and up and up until i you know for years i heard you talk about uncle bobby uncle bobby you know <laughs> conversations you were having with uncle bobby um and so this is the first time that i actually got to meet and gosh that whole his whole family yeah. the all the organizers there that was just such a warm yeah. and it almost felt southern you know everybody was just well, so you know, kind it's funny that you say that because uncle bobby is literally the uncle of Oscar Grant and has been not just the primary person organizing on behalf of, of Oscar Grant across the years, but he's become a confidant and a supporter for families impacted by police brutality all over the country. And not just uncle Bobby, but, but Oscar's entire family, they've become major advocates for reform and justice and uh, to be able to be there with them and speak there on the anniversary. I, I said a little bit about Bernie, but Uncle Bobby had invited me to be there just to be there. And um, so, I, you know, we spoke about some of the, ele you know, elections of district attorneys. And it's funny that you say that it's Southern because the truth is, um, and this is really the black story in America is, but particularly in the Bay Area. And I've I've had these conversations with people, Uncle Bobby and most of the organizers there their families are from the South. Right, of course. And yeah, yeah. And but they but in the super black community that we were in in Oakland, it, it we might as well have been in in, in College Park. Yeah, and you know? actually the kids really enjoyed that too. You know, I remember when we were there, I was really nervous for some reason. Like I mm. didn't feel, I didn't feel safe. And I, it, it, I don't, I, I don't know why. I remember uh, I was, you know, um, worried about where we parked. And I kept insisting that, you know, people, the two men who looked, looked out of place and they were looking at us funny. And like, that's like, sometimes I can get in my own head mm. about our safety and, you know, um, who's, who's, who knows where we are and, and these kind of things. And for some strange reason, that day was one of those days yeah, well, um, where I was just kind of like on edge the whole time. But it ended up, it ended up not being that. No, you know? no, it was great. Like we got there, and um, one, I think some of it is rallies just make me nervous, just in general. I, and I'm so exposed. I have, I and I don't talk a lot about this publicly, but I generally don't do open rallies that are just uh uh open air in the public no tickets no no you know open access because it does put me at risk as well and normally if we're at a rally if the kids and i are there and even when you're there by yourself we're traveling with security yeah. right? because it was a vacation we didn't you have know, security yeah and so it was kind of i don't know it was just something about that day in particular mm -hmm. but we got there and it was great and the kids they got their faces painted right. and there was a rap group like a super oakland rap oh, group yeah, performing yeah. and we <laughs> loved it it yeah, was so yeah. good they were up right before i was up and it when i said even when i got up it was like man that was the most oakland rap performance i had ever seen yeah and uh <laughs> and but we liked it so much we got we got home and like, like downloaded the single yeah, and all of that yeah. so this next clip the, the first voice you'll hear is uncle bobby the uncle of oscar grant who i love and respect so much he's one of my favorite people and uh, then I come up and speak for a few minutes as well. Our unity was so powerful, we were able to get the district attorney and come on to resign. All right. Our unity was so powerful, we were able to get Gordon Duggar, the general manager of Park, to resign. Yeah. Our unity was so powerful, we were able to get the Park chief of police, Chief Chief, to resign. Change the sick system 
we become a system of what we call real equal justice. Sean King, could you come up, please? Thank you, Uncle Bobby. Thank you to everybody who's here. It's my honor to be here. It's hard to follow the brothers that were just up here. I asked somebody, I said, are they from Oakland? Because that's hella Oakland. And it's like, that's as, that was about as Oakland as five minutes could ever be. That was the five most Oakland minutes I have ever had in my life. So thank you for the brothers that are here. Thank you to all of you who are here for supporting this family, loving this family. Uh, as Uncle Bobby said, I've been traveling the country working with communities to help elect district attorneys. And one of the things that I want to say to you that is sometimes hard when you're just living here and experiencing it, is I haven't been to very many communities that have stood with a family for 11 straight years. And many of you have been here for 11 straight years supporting this family. So when I heard the brothers from the nation, when I spoke to members here in the community, who said, hey, we're not here today for the first time. We've been here consistently. And there's something powerful about consistency. And I'm grateful to so many of you who have been here standing with the family, not just on this special day, but on days when there were no cameras, when there was nobody else around you were here. So I just want you to understand for me that I'm grateful for you for doing that. And I need you to understand that I don't see that very often. And we're grateful for each of you. So I really enjoy listening to all of these clips and moments. And, and now in retrospect, even though I was skeptical, now I'm really glad that you recorded those things. Yeah, of course. Yeah, just for... Just for posterity, but I also wanted to give people uh, a sneak peek into what our lives look like when we do this work. Well, I mean, I think that this episode in particular really captures the marriage and the movement part, you know, and how those things um, work together and, um, you know, how we involve our kids every now and then and what it's like to, you know, sometimes have to give up our personal space or give up our personal time. Um, for the work that you do, but we also try to make it uh, worthwhile um, in the times that we can. So if we have to be on the road with you, if we have to give up, you know, a traditional Christmas vacation time, at least we got to do it in California. Yeah, I got to do it in California. And and I think it's a moment, you know, it's one of those moments that I hope the kids will look back on and, and even just say like, oh, wow, one, one time my family traveled together in a presidential campaign yeah you know and so it was just a it was a, it was a, a cool moment and uh, and also makes me miss california for sure <laughs> married to the movement is brought to you by the north star we're so grateful to our members who make this and all the north star content possible Members of the North Star will always have access to this content first. So if you're not a member, you can head over to thenorthstar.com, click join now and access this podcast, as well as a daily column from Sean King, show notes from The Breakdown, and other news for as little as $5 monthly. We super appreciate your support. Shout out to our senior producer, Willis, our podcasting director, Lysandra, and our creative director, Tone, for their work on today's episode. New episode live next week. 